0: And you're listening to Fun Funravel,
1: news for kids by kids. Here, we try to answer the question, what in the world is going on?
0: There's so much new stuff happening in the world. New discoveries, new conflicts, new weather patterns. And if you are like us, listening to grown-ups explain things can make it a little more mm, complicated. So together, we're going to unravel the top stories from around the globe and find out what's really going on and how it impacts kids like us. And we're going to make it fun. Welcome, welcome to, to Fun Ravel. news for kids, kids by kids. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Fun Revel. Amani, I'm excited about today's topics. Oh yeah, why? All our stories about animals.
1: Ooh, so fun. I know animal stories are a crowd favorite.
0: Yes, they are. Let's get started. The first news this week is about eggs.
1: Eggs? That's not really an animal story, Lauren.
0: Don't worry. We'll get there. So anyways, the price of eggs has tripled since the pandemic began. Wow,
1: that is a lot. Is it because of the same factors that cause prices of other things to go up? Like rising energy prices, shortage of labor? Yeah, that too. But there's another reason why. Hmm... This story is more about the economy than animals, Lauren. Anyways, what is the thing? The
0: avian flu. What is that? It is a virus that spreads mostly among birds. Since the early months of 2022, it has been spreading like crazy among chickens. It has triggered the death of over 50 million chickens. Wow, that doesn't sound great. How does it spread? Interestingly, its outbreak has been driven mostly by wild birds. The virus spreads through the birds' saliva, nasal secretions, also known as nose goopers, and feces, a.k.a. poop. Since wild birds migrate, they take the disease with them all over the country. Do the
1: birds have immunity to the virus, kind of like humans develop immunity after they are
0: exposed to the virus? Actually, this particular version of the avian flu is also a new variant, so the birds don't have immunity. That is one of the reasons why it is spreading so fast.
1: So how do we stop the spread of the virus?
0: It is sad, but they are forced to kill the birds that have been infected to stop further spread. This process is called culling.
1: Wow, well, Lauren, this is a sad animal story.
0: Yeah, that is true, but I thought you might like it because it ties to the economy.
1: Um, not really. Chickens have died, Lauren! So if people stop buying eggs because of high prices?
0: Actually, what is interesting is that the eggs don't fall into the usual supply and demand economic
1: As a reminder to our listeners, when the price of something goes up, demand
0: usually goes down. Yes, that's right. For eggs, even when the price goes up, people still buy them. This is called inelastic demand in economics, meaning even when the price of something goes up, demand does not drop.
1: Wow, people like eggs that much?
0: Yeah, they really do. Guess how many eggs an average American eats a year?
1: Um, 50?
0: 280. That's an average of more than half an egg a day. People really like hard boiled eggs for breakfast. They are really hard to beat.
1: Well Lauren, you really crack me up. Our next story this week is also about birds, and it's not as sad. Is it about penguins? They're so cute! They are cute, but before I dig into another bird story, let's do a fun guess the sound for our listeners. <coughs> we'll reveal what bird makes that sound at the end of the episode.
0: Okay, so what bird is your story about? The dodo! Um, you do know the dodo has been in for a while now. Yes, it is. The dodo
1: is a flightless bird that has been extinct since the 1600s. It used to live on the island of Mauritius, which is an island in the Indian Ocean. So, how did it go extinct? People don't know for sure, but leading hypothesis is when people settled on the island of Mauritius, they brought other animals like dogs and pigs with them. These animals plundered dodo nests and competed for limited
0: food resources. I also heard that humans hunted them for food. Okay, so what is going on with the dodo bird? Are we bringing them back to life? Haha, <laughs> you
1: joke, but yes, that is what a company, Colossal Biosciences, is trying to do. Wait, really? How is that even possible? The first step is to sequence the entire genome of the dodo bird. Every living organism has a unique sequence of DNA. Sequencing a genome is writing out the unique sequence of this DNA.
0: I think DNA is made up of four chemicals, so if each chemical represents a different Lego block, it sounds like sequencing the genome would be like building a billion-piece Lego tower with all the blocks in the right order. Yes, that is a good way to think about it.
1: And you can think of the tower as a series of instructions, so once the scientists have the sequence, they have to put these genes or instructions into an embryo of a living animal. What's an embryo? The embryo is one of the very early stages of development before an animal is born. An animal starts with an embryo and then grows into a baby. The embryo contains the genes or instructions of how it turns into a baby. So if scientists insert the dodo genes into an embryo,
0: they can maybe grow a dodo. Wow, that's interesting, complicated, and cool at the same time.
1: It really is. It's also kind of scary, like if you think about it in the future, if people die, this science might allow us to insert their genes into an embryo
0: and bring them back as a baby. Actually, you could probably then create copies of the same person, even if they're still living. Can you imagine that you had free copies of your same brother? Hi, this is Jim number one! Hi, this is Jim number two! Hi, this is Jim number three!
1: I don't even want to think about that. It's hard enough having one. Imagine having three.
0: Audience, it's time for this week's quiz. The first question is, what does inelastic demand mean? A. When the price of something goes up, demand goes down. B. When the price of something goes up, demand goes up. Or C. When the price of something goes up, demand stays the same. Second question
1: is, what is sequencing a genome? A. Organizing your clothes by color. B. Mapping up the sequence of DNA of a living organism. C. Telling your friend Gina to get in line. Stay tuned for the answers at the end of the episode. We will also reveal the
0: mystery bird sounds at the same time. Warning, we don't recommend eating during a section of the podcast. Our next news for this week is about red food coloring. The one made from beetles? You. Actually, there are a lot of stories out there about where different food colors come from. So, I thought we would set the record straight. I was just telling my mom
1: that my brother and I aren't actually vegetarians because we eat m ms The red ones are made
0: from bugs. Okay, so let's talk about that. By the way, Lauren, I'm not sure bugs count as animals. Bugs are definitely animals. Did you know that you and I are also animals? Yes, I did. Back to the story. So, when you go to the grocery store today, you see a lot of bright red foods like canned cherries and velvet cake. Yum! A lot of these products do contain natural colors that come from the cochineal bugs. These are oval bugs that are around a fifth of an inch.
1: What? How does that work?
0: Peru is the largest producer of natural colors from the cochineal bugs. First, farmers grow the bugs on plants like cactus. Then they extract the bugs from the cactus and dry them.
1: I'm losing my appetite.
0: So anyways, then the bugs are sold to a processor who grinds up the bugs and then mixes in a chemical that helps just extract the color. Guess how many bugs are needed to produce one pound of color? Um, 100? 70,000!
1: Wow, okay. So what's the fun part about the story?
0: The fun part is there are startups that are working on a new way to produce natural colors. As a vegetarian, I'm sure it makes you happy. It sure does. This one startup called Microma just raised $6.4 million towards natural food coloring using mushrooms. That will be cool. Yes, it will. It sounds a lot better than grinding up bugs or using fake colors that cause a lot of health issues. Okay, Lauren, so the real question is, do M&Ms contain color from bugs? Well, the ingredients for the M&Ms include Red Forty and Red Forty Lake. The good news is these colors are not from bugs, but the bad news is that these colors are fake and made of chemicals. They are really, really bad for you.
1: Why does all
0: food that tastes good have to be bad for you, except fruit? we from fruit, fruit. That tastes good. And it's also good for you. <laughs> Fun fact. In the UK, M&Ms are made mostly of natural colors, whereas in the US they are made mostly of artificial colors.
1: As always, if you have any jokes or suggestions, please email us at funrableforkids at gmail.com. That's F-U-N-R-A-B-E-L-E-D for kids at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.
0: It's time to reveal the answers to the quiz. The first question is, what does inelastic demand mean? A. When the price of something goes up, but demand goes down. B. When the price of something goes up, and demand goes up, Or C, when the price of something goes up, the man stays the same. Drum roll, please. The answer is C, when the price of something goes up, the man stays the same. The next question was, what is sequencing a genome? A, organizing your
1: clothes by color. B, mapping out the sequence of DNA of a living organism. C, telling your friend Gina to get in the line. Drum roll, please. The answer is B, mapping out the sequence of a DNA for a living organism. Now to reveal the mystery sound. Let's play it one more time.
0: That is the sound of a loon, an aquatic bird found in North America, Northern Europe, and Northern Asia.
1: Thanks everyone for listening to this week's episode of Fun Revels. Hopefully our stories didn't bug you too much. See you next time. Bye.